0: So who is Darren Kozlowski, the man who infiltrated the Vagos, Mongols, and Warlocks motorcycle clubs? Let's get to it. Hey, Darren Kozlowski, he was an undercover ATF agent that infiltrated the Vagos, uh, the Warlocks, Pagans, and he was active for almost 20 years. It wasn't the Pagans, it was the Muggles and the Warlocks. My bad. Correction. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, anyway... I always find cops to be busybodies. Everybody knows that. They're always in search of a crime. Now, it doesn't matter at all to them what they have to do to get evidence of a crime. They're always in search of it anyway. That right there with the ATF, boy, what an organization that is, ain't they? You know, you have the Waco deal, uh, you have Ruby Ridge, all that type of stuff. They ain't the most honest of the federal law enforcement agencies. But what's funny about infiltration is it's supposed to be based on firsthand information even to start up a case. But it seems like the feds just send these undercovers in just to get something, to figure something out. They go fishing, and I thought fishing was against the law, but I guess not in the case of the ATF, FBI, DEA, any of them type of deals. Now, can we put some blame on the clubs for not doing background checks, reeling death not checking these people out, real in during prospect period, some can say so. But if you look at the type of person that does something like this, I personally don't think they have any honor, if you ask me. I don't care if they're doing their job or not. What I do know is... They're getting real close to people, sometimes even brought into their personal family life around the kids, the grandkids, wives, daughters, the whole nine yards. They take you in as a family member. But you have this guy or agents that feed off of that kind of stuff. Something might not be going on But because of the organization you're with, the feds figure, hey, they must be doing something wrong. Let's send somebody in. So I often ask myself, do the agents themselves push some of these people that they've arrested and convicted into the crime? Do they push it? Are they behind all of it? Do they come up and say to somebody, you know what? We got a big score going on over here. We want in? And next thing you know, they're getting charged for that crime because they were pushed into it by a so called brother. It's unbelievable if you ask me that this agent, in the first place, was able to infiltrate three different clubs. And the reason why I say that is most of the time in the scene, Everybody knows everybody can verify stories the whole nine yards. Well, it looks like it didn't happen in this case. He also, from my understanding, from whatever news reports we're going to look at, testified at the Mongo's hearing for the patch case where they're trying to take away their trademark. The judge came back and said, no, that's not right. Of course, they appealed the decision. But the courts, they use the agents, I believe, to put on a big show. That's just me. I don't know what you guys think, but I think they bring in these agents, especially the ones that weren't working current cases happening. See, when somebody goes to trial, and I talk about this all the time, they always put the club on trial. They don't put the person on trial. They want the attachment to a couple other incidences to haunt them. That's what they want a jury to see. And sometimes, most of the times, what am I talking about, a judge won't allow the defense to say, hey, wait a second here, man, he's on trial, not the club. No, they overrule him every single time. And I don't think that's really a fair trial, if you ask me. But it's something that clubs have been dealing with since the inception. But Darren Kozlowski... What a character, man. What a character. ATF's really putting out some characters lately, ain't they? He actually did a piece in Los Angeles Mag. Let's go to it. That's him right there. Showing the Vagos patch. He was patched in the whole nine yards. And he goes on in this article, how I infiltrated one of the LA's most vicious motorcycle gangs and lived to talk about it. That's always the first thing that comes out of these guys' freaking mouths. They make motorcycle clubs sound like organized crime. Now, in organized crime, you bet your freaking bottom dollar they will shoot you if you're an undercover cop. But to compare clubs to that type of stuff, yeah, I don't think so. You might get your ass handed till you beat up or something, but I don't think they're going to take the step to putting a bullet in your brain. It's all about the drama. It's all about getting the courts to convict and later on for these guys to get some notoriety, if you will. Again, let's take a look at his picture, so everybody out there, he's retired, but you know what, there he is. You know, that's just like you have that YouTuber that's a, a retired cop. It's like they boast about this stuff, and if you got intelligent people out there, they say to themselves, what kind of person does this? Did they not freaking get to suck on mommy's tit long enough? What? It's like they want to live two different personalities. They actually get off on that stuff. I truly believe that. Now, you're going to tell me during his time in these MCs, he didn't do anything illegal, like snort some lines of coke, uh you know party a little extra harder, uh bang a bunch of chicks. you're gonna tell me he didn't do that. you're lying, you're lying. That's just like that pittsburgh deal where the cops were in that bar for with copies, beat them pagans, but you know they were all right to have nineteen drinks, yeah, that was funny anyway. He says on and off for 20 years, so hey, they might send him in again, just watch him, we'll show his picture, there it is. He investigated and infiltrated outlaw motorcycle gangs as an agent for the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Again, not an above board freaking type of organization if you ask me. I wasn't the only agent to go deep. Well, there's more out there, everybody. And I don't claim to be the best, but I— uh, but the work I did took a lot of bad guys off the street. I infiltrated the Warlocks in West Virginia. Uh, I guess that took them the East Coast way. Florida, South Carolina, Brooklyn, the Bronx, and resulted in 57 federal offenses, including four Hells Angels. And 49 search warrants executed in six states that turned up 175 firearms, one silencer, a pipe bomb, and body armor. Ah, I got to throw that body armor in there. It's only good for the cops and all that to have it, isn't it? So right off the bat, he's listing all this stuff that he did. Now, my questioning comes back Ah. How many of those did he initiate where he again went to a member and said, hmm, I got something going on over here, goes on to say uh, about how he infiltrated the Mongols for three years. So for three years, this dude was playing best brother to everybody. Probably going to see their kids messing around with some honeys that they got him set up with. You know what I mean, where I'm going with this. And I guess this was a successful undercover case. They prosecuted more than 100 members of the Mongols. So the Mongols are worldwide. So how many do they have? So, the 100 members you're talking about are probably a half a percentage point of what the entire Mongols Nation is all about, meaning that they're not all criminals, like you guys always say. So, good for you. And you say 79 of those members were hit with RICO charges. He goes on to say he learned the mentality, the conversations, how they perceive the public and the enemies, their lack of regard for law enforcement and for innocent lives when there's a confrontation. Really, you wonder why we have a lack of respect for law enforcement when law enforcement is abusing their power every time they turn around And if you look in this country right now, it's burning down because all you jackasses keep uh, up with the excessive force. And you get away with it most of the time unless the media puts the attention on the incident. And we all know the reason why the media puts uh, attention on certain incidences. I'm not going to go into that part. But every single day, Cops are doing the same thing that they're blaming MCs about. Every single freaking day. And it drives me nuts. Yeah, why should we have freaking respect for law enforcement when they do that kind of stuff? When they profile the hell out of bikers and clubs. He claims since he's retired, there's plenty he cannot say. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder. Are you guys still working uh, case and stuff like that? And then he goes into the Vagos 1 and then of course you have the you know the warlock stuff the whole 9 yards. He goes into his life story like he's some kind of freaking superman hero and it makes me sick. But again, here is his picture, guys. Do you guys agree with me? That a guy like Dan Kozlowski has an image problem here. Or he has a big problem identifying with who he is. Is he one of them people that got his rocks off on playing spy? Is that something he wanted to be when he was a kid? You get tired of hearing law enforcement say, well, we had to infiltrate this because that was the best for the community. I don't believe that at all. And I still believe that they initiate crimes against the clubs. Meaning, again, they'll go out and start it. And you know what? Again, it could be down to the MC's fault where they don't check out the guy. Maybe some of the freaking... uh, Prospect period, probationary periods are too short. Who knows? One thing I do know is the obsession that law enforcement and the government have towards motorcycle clubs is ridiculous. In the description box, I'm going to put links to everything about this guy. Everything. Everything he's been mentioning, the work he was doing and testifying in other cases against people. I'm running out of time here, that's why. Or I can go all day about this guy. So, what do you guys think? You think these guys got a self identity problem? With themselves, that they can actually go on for three years acting like somebody's brother, acting like their family, eating dinner with the kids. What kind of person does that? It sure the hell ain't for the money because they don't make that much money. I think it's because they want to bump their ego. Who knows? Let me know what you guys think in the comments section. We're going to go over to MotorcycleMadHouseRadio.com right now. Or you can join us on the Discord server in the radio room where everybody gets together and parties, man. I'll see you over there.